Hello and welcome to Talking With T. I am your host, Tika Bella. What up, world? It's your girl, Lucy T. Latrice. And this is Talking With T. <laughs> welcome. Today we have a very special guest. It is Make Change 63. Welcome. Thank you guys for having me. Yes, again. How are you? Yes, Thank we're you. so glad. You're looking beautiful. Thank you. Showed up with your car. Yes, you <laughs> Yeah, so today we're talking about COVID-19, right? And so she's going to educate us on some things about COVID-19 and what it means to you, right? Yes. Okay, so tell us your story. I was one of the ones that worked in the healthcare field for over 27 years. I ended up getting COVID-19 while I was at work. Well, when I first went to the hospital thinking that I had COVID because I was having all the symptoms, I couldn't breathe, I got rushed from my job to the hospital, but I didn't have COVID. But two weeks later, I ended up testing positive with COVID. Two weeks after that, my symptoms just kept getting worse. Um, it started with being very weak. I started having like shallow breathing, like I couldn't breathe. Like just me getting out of bed, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't, I was just so weak, tired. I didn't lose my appetite like most people did, or I didn't have the like funny smell, but I did start having trouble breathing because I had asthma anyways, but that impacted my asthma. By me having COVID, I ended up developing other health issues like um, lung disease. I was like in and out of the hospital back to back. Um, I ended up getting fibroids, fibromyalgias, muscle weakness. It also messed up my um, gallbladder. I had to end up having a major surgery for that being removed. It's just like I was having so many health issues. When I kept going to my doctor, them about it, like, you know, because I wasn't getting better. And I'm like, I had a stroke in 2015. And I was back at work less than five months. You know what I'm saying? This was like progressing. And they kept trying to downplay my symptoms, like, oh, because you're a plus size, this is why this happened. I was like, man, listen, I ain't never been a size five in my life, okay? I know my body. I say, so no, these things are not happening. I say, I had asthma since the little girl and I really only had my three asthma attacks. So I know that this is not because of my asthma, it's not because of my weight, it's not because of none of that. I said, because I didn't have these issues until after COVID. I ended up having to go to the hospital when I did have it. I was hospitalized, but I didn't have to get ventilated. The reason why I did that because I have such a wonderful doctor. This is why I say you have great primary doctors. And I did. Unfortunately, one day I came in and I had a temperature. I didn't even know I had a temperature. And so my doctor's like, oh, you got a temperature. Um, so they automatically started treating me for COVID. They were giving me antibiotic and I think that's really what saved me. What people don't understand is like you can have mild symptoms of COVID and still develop post-COVID. You having mild symptoms of COVID doesn't stop you from being um, getting dealing with post-COVID and that's the long haul of COVID-19 of people who have already <coughs> had COVID but yet they no longer test positive for it but yet they have all the symptoms in their recurrent symptoms and it's not getting better. I say COVID is like the new HIV, oh. airborne HIV, because it 
breaks down your immune system. So a lot of people didn't die from COVID. They died from the after effects of COVID. They died from some of the um, symptoms uh, they was having. So they, like most people, they died because they had breathing complications or other things was cause of death, but it wasn't COVID-19, just like with AIDS. AIDS is not the cause of death, but you know, they have similar symptoms or stuff like that that causes the death, but that's what I feel like that's what this is uh, because it attacks your immune system and it can attack any organs of your body. It can attack your brain cells from your lungs. Um, it, it can um, also attack your, um, your stomach, your liver. It can attack any organs of your body, your muscles, all of those things. That's what COVID does. It makes your body um, fight against itself. It goes and attacks your immune system, and that's what it does. So a lot of people say, like, oh, I have mild symptoms of COVID, but you can still develop um, long-haul COVID. Now, were you vaccinated? No, absolutely not. Okay. I do not. This is my opinion. I was going to ask, do you believe in My opinion, from what I've seen, you know, no, I don't believe in the vaccine. I don't. I don't believe in the vaccine because, for one, um, people with, that have been vaccinated have been repeatedly getting COVID-19. I only had COVID-19 one time and I'm not vaccinated. I have not been tested positive again for COVID-19. Now, do you feel that the antibiotics that you were treated with is possibly why you haven't contracted COVID again? No, because as far as what I have been seeing and from my, my research that I've done, um, that people that already had COVID-19 has a stronger chance of not getting it again because you already had COVID. You know, you already had the antibiotics of COVID in your system and it doesn't really goes away. You know what I'm saying? It just lowered, you know what I'm saying? So that's just what I feel, you know. I feel like, you know, to each his own, anybody that wants to get it, and I'm not discouraging anybody, that wants to get the COVID vaccine because that's your call. Right. But for me, I wouldn't get it. I wouldn't get it because for one, it has not been enough research on it. Number two, um, people that I've seen that got COVID um, was because of the vaccine and because there was a lot of stories of people coming out saying that they was having issues. Um, they was being sick or they was having all these types of health issues due to taking the vaccines. Um, and yet, just like they downplayed the post-COVID, they downplayed that as well. It wasn't, and from the studies that I was seeing that people that actually took the vaccine was having way more issues than any other vaccines that had been out there. So that's another reason why I didn't take the vaccine at all. Are you vaccinated? No. Okay, I got about you. Yeah, I feel good about it. I mean, I've never had COVID. Um, it actually was a time at my job where I worked at years ago, where it was a requirement that you had to have it because we worked with special needs people, and you know they were successful, susceptible to getting it. 
And so um, everybody was kind of like, oh, I'm not getting it, I'm not getting it, you know. And for a while I was like that because I was scared, you know, it was new. And it did seemingly happen quick, but I got it and I haven't had any symptoms. I haven't had any issues with it. I feel great. I've had like the first shot and two booster shots and I get it every year. And so I haven't had any issues with it. So I'm grateful for that. Um, I say to each of own. You know, if it works for you, it, it works for you, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. So, yeah. I have had COVID, just not tested because I lost my taste and smell for about two days. And those two days, I was praying to God, but I did quarantines. When I tell you there was nothing like this feeling in the world of losing my taste and scent, I was like, this is unbelievable. And I feel like I had it before it was called COVID because I had this thing that felt like the flu, myself and my children, my household. But the children, they were fine. For me, it was like six days. Unbelievable, sweaty, ache. So I know I had it, but not tested. I don't know why I was afraid to get tested. I don't want you sticking it out of my body, yeah. the thing up my nose, any of that stuff. Understandable. I think that I just had to put my trust for one in God, but two to say, okay, they've had to come up with other vaccines for other things in the past, like polio, the flu, that kind of thing. Remember, flu was deadly. Like these things were, you know, crazy at one point. True. And so I just felt like it was the safest thing for me to do. I've done my research on it, and I've done my research on the companies who were making the vaccine, and they have had too many where they was doing fraudulent stuff with these medications and also all the people that it was like thousands of people who was coming out every day talk about well they was having heart issues they was having this some people have even died from the vaccine like my sister she got the vaccine and nothing ever happened to her she didn't have covid she's perfectly fine stuff like that but i just felt like they wasn't honest about the vaccine. They wasn't honest with everything that transparency with the vaccine. They wasn't honest. And then you trying to force somebody to get something is another thing. I understand COVID was at a high level, but it's still, that's my right. I'm not gonna let you take away my right. That's my right to healthcare. That's between me and my doctor. I have my doctor and if I trust my doctor, then that's the decision me and my doctor need to make. No employee should tell me that I have to get a vaccine to work for who? Because at the end of the day, people who are vaccinated were still passing COVID. So it didn't stop anything. It didn't stop people from having post-COVID. It didn't stop nothing. Yeah, it probably lowered your chances for being in the hospital. But yes, people with mild COVID still have post-COVID. People with mild COVID still end up ha having these long haul symptoms and it still was progressing, you know what I'm saying? So the fact that you trying to force somebody, because you have to think about it. If stuff keep happening and they keep scaring you and say, okay, well, we're going to here to help you. This is what you need to do. And you slowly just giving up your rights. Sooner or later, you're not going to have any rights because that's what I feel like the government does. First of all, COVID was a made-up virus that came out of Wuhan lab, laboratory, that got leaked out, that they covered up. Well, now, I did see on old cleaning supplies where 
If you read the fine print, it says COVID on there. So I don't know if it's made up or if it's old, something that's coming back around. I don't know. But you mentioned that you have been in the healthcare field. Can you please tell us about that? Because a lot of people don't know the reason that we're talking to you is because you are and have been in the medical field. Yes. We just want you to talk a little bit about that so people understand you're not just talking. Well, like I said, I was working when it first came out during COVID. We had all over the What were you doing? I was, I'm a nursing assistant. Okay. I've been doing that for over 20 years. Okay. And at the time, I was working at Mount Carmel Hospital, and I was a travel SCNA. Okay. So I would go to different facilities. So I ended up working at a couple of facilities that had COVID. Some of the facilities that you walked into wasn't clean. It's like they was making us reuse the PPE that we had some places. And some places, like, would even allow us to use their gloves and stuff like that. And it's like, all of a sudden, they came out of shortage of PPE, the stuff that we've been using for years. And I find that kind of strange. Like, we're a healthcare field. You know what I'm saying? We deal with all types of, uh, you know, germs. Um, flu, all this type of virus. So we always supposed to be impaired and uh, prepared for anything that's gonna come our way. So the fact that all of a sudden we had a shortage of this stuff, like putting a lot of healthcare workers in jeopardy of their health. I think like a lot of companies, uh, when they was having that hazard pay, wasn't paying their employees properly to work in these fields, putting their health at risk. So yes, and it was horrifying. It was horrifying to walk in there each day to deal with the patients. Patients were scared. Some of them was dying. Some of them was pleading day for their life. I mean, if you had to be in that situation and you have a heart, it will it, it, it take a toll on your mental health. You start to begin to see like the healthcare field being like a big fraud, you know. Did you witness or know about a lot of the nurses and doctors quitting around the time COVID started? I did have one girl that walked out on her job. She walked out and I talked bad about her. I was like, why would she leave these patients like that? But now when I end up getting COVID and seeing how they mistreated me, now I felt like I need to go over apology because unfortunately, you know, you're supposed to be there for the patient, but it's like when you get sick, your job ain't there for you. The government ain't there to help you. You stuck. Now you trying to figure out how you gonna feed your family. You trying to figure out if you gonna get better. You trying to figure out, you know, if you gonna even make it. And some, a lot of nurses didn't even make it. They died. A lot of nurses died from COVID, putting their life on the line. You know what I'm saying? And they didn't get the help that they need. It's like, we was there being heroes, but then when we got sick, you treated us worse than any animal. Like you didn't help us out. You didn't do anything for us. You was giving free money to people that ain't never had a job, but then they lied. But people that was heroes out there working, getting sick with COVID, putting their life on the line to take care of your loved ones, to make sure your loved ones are safe and making sure that they can make it out there alive. And then when these people get affected, you ain't there to help them out. Yeah, now I understand why the girl walked out like she left. I understand. I just can't do it because I don't have the heart to do that. 
I'm not, I don't care about this license at this point because I care more about my papers. <laughs> the D-O-N didn't come in. None of them. Y'all getting paid top dollars to run the facility. You guys didn't come in. I'm calling you and you didn't show up to take care of these patients. You know what I'm saying? You didn't even care to get help to take care of these patients. How do you feel about COVID? I, like I said before, in regards to the vaccine, I just felt like it was the best thing for me to do. I feel like you have to just do what's best for you. Like some people have certain health conditions where they don't even want to take a chance with, you know, playing around with that. I remember being with people who their family members may have had some kind of illness that was like deadly almost like cancer or something like that you know and they had to be extra precautious with stuff like that so they didn't want to be around anybody who wasn't vaccinated or even people altogether you know what i mean i took it seriously and i know it was killing people that alone scared me um i know you said something about the ppe equipment running out i feel like that was just the supply and demand issue like we couldn't prepare really for something like that because it's something that the world really never experienced before. I don't understand why, because we had plenty of virus before that came out. Every four years, there always become a pandemic. If you look back, it was Ebola. That was unacceptable for them not to be prepared. We work in the healthcare field. This is what we do. You know, we still be having a pandemic when it comes flu season. Yeah, I think what I'm trying to say is that when I say supply and demand, like you got people out here that's got to make the gloves, that's got to make the aprons and all this kind of stuff. If they're not going to work, if they're having to shut down their facility and they can produce the stuff, then that's what's going to cause things to not be. a lot of those corporations wasn't shut down. It was all, was shut down. No, it wasn't. It was a lot of big corporations that were still open. The only thing that was shut down was the small grandma and grandpa stores that was closed. Walmart was still open. A lot of these big grocery stores, corporates, were still open during COVID. They wasn't closed. I understand what you're saying, but if Walmart is open, then you don't have the person at their manufacturing company to produce the gloves, then Walmart isn't going to have the gloves to give out to them. What I'm trying to say is a lot of corporate manufacturers were still open, and the men, they were still open, just so like Pfizer was open. What both of you are saying. Yeah. However, I do know that. A lot of our stuff comes from China. Yeah. And you know that a lot of that, the shipment stuff coming in from everywhere. Because we all, excuse me, go to have our different views. And that's the whole point. We're all feel differently about COVID. And that's what this podcast is all about. To give a different view about COVID. And especially your view as our guest. Because you've been on inside. Right. Um, to have to go through something like that, I don't know if I would have been able to deal with that. So I do commend you on yes. going through that and fighting through COVID and really tell your story because I have that story to help. You know, I want people to look things at a big perspective. Be like, we work in the healthcare field. There has always been a pandemic. Every four years, there have been one. So rather than not, China was going to close down. You know it was going to close down. You can tell me that you didn't know that this vaccine that this is gonna, this COVID was not gonna be out there, especially when it was coming from a laboratory that some of our government was over there working in the laboratory. So you knew that there was gonna be a pandemic. So I felt like healthcare work and healthcare field, because we deal with it every day, this is what we expect. 
You know, we deal with a lot of sick people. We I have to use PPE. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like you always should be prepared. And I'm not upset about them not being prepared. I'm very upset at the fact that you didn't help your workers when they was put in a position. You know what I'm saying? You didn't take care of them. You didn't give them sick pay. You didn't give them anything. You left them stranded to care for themselves, to figure out how they was going to pay their bills, how they was going to make it or whatever. You didn't even call to check on them to see if they was going to be alive. Some people lost their jobs while they was fighting for their lives. It's just like you treat people nasty that works for you and putting their life on the line. And that's not how you should treat them. You know, I feel like they should have been treated better and not be forced to get anything that they don't want to get. Because at the end of the day, that's their decision. And what I'm just trying to say is everybody was being responsible for their choices that they was making. But you getting the vaccine didn't stop a lot of people from getting COVID, didn't stop a lot of people from still passing it on to their loved ones or whatever else. You know, some people just choose to, hey, I'm not going to get it. I don't believe in it. I, you know, I want more research about it. If they would have been honest with people and educating people with it, people would have been willing to do it. It's like allow people to make their de decision themselves. Don't force them to do that. You're taking away their rights. You're taking care of their rights for making medical decisions, you know what I'm saying, of their own choices. You know, there's many viruses, there's still epidemics of HIV, AIDS, all these different types of viruses, but you're not forcing them to um, get a vaccine. You're not forcing them to do all these types of stuff. So I didn't feel like it should have been forced on people. You know, it should have been at their discretion. I agree with that. I think you should have, because they were paying people mm -hmm. Telling you you couldn't work this job if you didn't get the vaccine. Yeah. And I did I do think that was a bit extreme. Yeah. Because again, you could get it either way, vaccinated or not. Yeah. You could still pass it on, vaccinated or not. So it should have been left up to the people to yeah, decide. It, it should have been up to them. And what they should have been like educating people with the PPE of how to properly use PPE. You walking around with that same mask every uh, to different stores, and you touching your face, you still getting COVID. You know what I'm saying? Because even when we're working in the healthcare field, when we come out of a infected room, we're not able to leave out of that room until we strip off all that PPE. Then we have to wash our hands, and that's before you leaving out of that room. Because why? All of that the virus infection is on that PPE, so it's dirty. And now you have people walking around with these cloth masks, with these paper masks, and they're going around from different stores. And mind you, sometimes people be doing stuff and they be touching it. So you're just infecting yourself. You're not using, you know, uh, hand sanitizer, you're not washing your hands. So that's, the reason, that's another reason why it could have been sprayed. Had you just been educating people how the proper way of using PPE. You know, I just want to give people the help that they need, you know what I mean? Um, so they can have something that, you know, they don't have to be worried about it because people was not able to get social security. They wasn't able to get unemployment because unemployment was like 
oh, um, you can't work, so, you know, you have to be able and ready to work. But back then it was saying that you didn't have to have all of that, but people still was being denied for um, healthcare workers especially. And it wasn't considered a disability, even though it was a disability, but it wasn't significant enough for you to receive disability. Okay. So it's like people was going through this long length of time, not being able to pay their bills and all this type of stuff. They was losing their house. Even some people was killing themselves, you know, because of the mental that it was causing. And, you know, not knowing that, you know, that you was going to be able to go back somewhat of normal life and just let people know that, yeah, even though it's a dark time, but there is a light at the end of that tunnel. You know what I'm saying? You just have to go through that tunnel. Don't be afraid. And that's what this nonprofit is there to do, is to tell people, yeah, you did it with post-COVID. You can look at the negative side, or you cannot let this hinder your life, and you can start walking through that tunnel so you can get to the other side of that tunnel and face that light. Because at the other side, it's beautiful. You can have somewhat of a normal life. You can go back doing some of the things that you was doing. You know, you just need to maybe have the resources to get there. And there are resources now out there to help them now than it was before. There are doctors out here that deal with post-COVID and know the symptom, and I had an amazing post-COVID doctor. His doctor, his name was Dr. Sharon's. And when I tell you this doctor listened to everything I had to say, and he was nailing it down. And I had over about 10, maybe five or 10 different specialists, and they just not was listening to me. They just kept trying to downplay my symptom. Nobody wanted to say it because it was post-COVID related. And I found out later it's because they was afraid they was trying to stop people from having lawsuits against their employees and stuff like that because of them getting sick. But this doctor, he listened to me. He really helped me out a lot. And, you know, I'm at where I'm at because of him and because of my primary doctor. Like I said, that's why it's very good to have a great primary doctor and to have a post-COVID doctor. Because a post-COVID doctor is gonna know that this is not something that is because of your weight or whatever. It, they know that this could be related because they do the research on post-COVID. They know what post-COVID does. They know all the symptoms that you're gonna have with post-COVID because they've been doing the researches. A lot of normal doctors, they're not out there. They're not specialists. They're not doing the research of post-COVID, so they won't be able to tell you, don't know if you're going back and forth being out of the hospital with these symptoms, you can ask them to link you up with a post-COVID doctor. And I'm not, I haven't been to no other one. This is my opinion. So please don't take it like, oh, she just said this. No, this is my opinion because this is the doctor that dealt with me. So I felt like he was amazing. I wouldn't be able to walk. I wasn't able to shower myself, I wasn't able to walk, I wasn't able to do anything. Like I didn't even think that I was gonna even have a normal life. Every day it was weighing on my mental health, everything. Um, but when I met with this doctor, everything started doing a turnaround. And it took me two years to get to that point. Like I was being over medicated at one point. I was um, having memory loss. 
because I was being over medicated, I would just put on different medication without people giving me a solid answer of what was going on with me. And that would make me start doing my own research. Every time I went to the doctor, I was getting diagnosed with something different. I used to go cry to my mom about it because she's like, Amanda, don't you be claiming all that illness? You know, she's from the church. Mm-hmm. Don't you be calling all that sickness on yourself. You better get him back to the doctor, you know? And so that would make me start doing my own research and asking questions and stuff like that. And I had to fight like hell just to get to a post-COVID doctor. Like two years and a half of going in and out of the hospital, in and out of the hospital, in and out of the hospital without getting the right answers that I had to face. And the fact that I was financial and bond that didn't have the help, you know what I'm saying? That's what this nonprofit is for, is to help people that they don't have to go through that situation that I went through, you know, to give them a peace of mind, to let them focus on getting better and not having financial issues, not having these mental breakdowns. So that's why I started to um, make a change post-COVID victims. It's to help people like that. I don't want nobody to go through what I went through. I wouldn't even work, want this on my worst enemy. This is something that nobody needs to go through by themselves. Yeah. Well, thank God they got you. Right? Yes. Because we can tell you're very passionate about yes. it. Yes. And there's still people out here that are suffering from it. There's still people out here that's not getting the help that they need. The world has to go back to loving each other, want to help each other, you know. We're not supposed to turn evil because bad things are happening and, and turn away from helping other people because bad things are happening. You know, you go through things because you must be more stronger than somebody else because somebody else probably couldn't work in your shoes. And that's the reason why it took you to go through it so you can be able to stop and help somebody else from going through what you went through. You learn the resources so you can be able to help somebody else with these resources to make things a lot easier for them, to be an advocate for them that you didn't have for yourself. Well, we're so grateful that you came to talk to us. Tell the people one more time where they can find you at. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. And also, if you want to look for my um, nonprofit organization, you can go to www.makeachangepostcovid. 19victims.com.thankyou.thankyou.thankyou.thankyou.thankyou.thankyou.thankyou.thankyou.thankyou.thankyou.thankyou.thankyou.thankyou.thankyou.thankyou.thankyou.thankyou.thankyou.thankyou
And we're grateful, grateful, grateful. Yes. We need more people like you. Yes. That wraps it up. Thank you. Having, oh, wait. Um, I will be having doors open for That's right. anybody that wants to come and have, volunteer. Okay. Uh, anybody that, you know, wants to come and work for Make a Change post-COVID-19. Right. I will be having doors open pretty soon, you know, keeping things going in a positive way. Yeah. Had a lot of stuff in the but I keep going for because I know that this is something that people need. All right, that's right. Well, we love it. Y'all here to hear first at Talking With T. I have been your host, Tika Bella. And it's your girl, Mr. T. Latrice. And remember to always fill your cup until it overflows. Until next time. Mm.